Welcome to IROC City. This is a rocket. We will be talking about New Order Part Two. And joining me, the man, the myth, the legend, K9 from Toronto. What's going on, buddy? Hey, thank you, thank you so much, Rocket. Uh, that's a that was a well-deserved introduction, even more than what I've ever deserved before. But thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> Pleasure. <laughs> I just wanted. So, to how's... Yeah, yeah. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, no, I was just going to ask you how you're doing. It's uh, summer's in full flow. Football yeah. has started. Yeah, man. Um, Euros. Yeah. Um, we had actually, prior to this to podcast, we had both decided that we would talk after the uh, game because I think this was, for you, I think it's more important for you, uh, UK versus Croatia, because, you know, this is last year's, uh, I mean, um, the World well, Cup. I got to correct you there. I got to correct you there. England versus Croatia. Yes. Was, uh, yes. <laughs> we don't no. want Scotland, Welsh, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Irish fans too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's to kill us, so. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I know what you mean. Yeah, absolutely. England's first game was today. Uh, yeah. We both watched it against Croatia, and they won 1-0. So uh, good start to the tournament for England. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to add that uh, we have an office pool for the Euro Cup. And, oh, wow. uh, yeah, yeah. For, the, uh, for this particular match, I had predicted Croatia would win. <laughs> yes exactly i underestimated i actually underestimated the uh the british squad well and not the british squad the english squad the english squad yeah, yeah no i mean to be fair there's not much expectation but i think gareth southgate is uh, overachiever anyway he's a really good coach yeah oh. he is i mean under him the england team after over 20 years made semi-final so that mm-hmm. is something in the world cup so yeah uh, I know people said it was a lot of luck because England didn't have uh, the strongest teams in the quarterfinals, etc. But still, man, getting to a semi-final of the World Cup is uh, it's pretty good with yeah. really not many star players except for Harry Kane, maybe yeah. Sterling. You could argue, you know. Yeah, there's no Beckham's or Owens no, and no. Gerrards anymore. You know. Yeah, there's no. It's not really anybody. These guys are like they're 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 top class in the English Premier League, but yeah. um, you know, if you think about players you you know they're you know harry kane's no ronaldo he's no right uh, even right. even ibrahimovic but despite that they did pretty good today's game man i was pretty surprised yeah 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 so yeah it was a good uh good start so hats off to you guys you know and uh, a well, well-deserved we'll win well-deserved win we'll see what happens czech republic is pretty strong yeah um scotland i haven't and you know, I haven't seen what they've been doing recently, but it's not going to be a pushover either. So, no, we'll see if we can get out of the group. Then yeah, we'll go from there. So, fingers crossed. All right. So, uh, new order part two. Uh, before we get into that, uh, listen to any music recently or not so much? Um, that's uh, you know, just here and there, a couple of songs from um, uh, basically a, a couple of mixes from uh, YouTube for like Chill Wave and uh. New wave workout slash work music. So I do have that playing in the background. Yeah. Um, nothing, these guys aren't like most of these guys, I believe, are like quote unquote bedroom DJs. So they right, basically right. make music uh, at home and play it. Like there was some instances where I did listen to a few rock tracks, but um, they were mostly just uh, Queens of the Stone Age, things like that. Nothing. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. So nothing like I didn't 
visit any new territory at all. How about you? Yeah, kind of the same. Um, a little bit of Ryan Adams. Okay. Um, gold, gold and Heartbreaker. Oh, um, nice. Uh, so I know you suggested Gold and Heartbreaker, like, uh, uh, another friend suggested. So, yeah, I've been going through like a little bit, not now, maybe two, three months ago, mm -hmm. uh, country country music. So he was um, kind of on the, one of the guys that I was checking out at that time, country and folk music. So, yeah, very uh, – it's really good, actually, man. Mm -hmm. like, I, I didn't realize how good he was um, until recently. So Yeah. And uh, did you listen to any other guys besides Ryan Adams or just – Primarily Ryan Adams right now. Uh, right now, Ryan Adams, but I was doing the country thing like Sturgill Simpson. Okay. Um, Why Morning Jacket, Wilco. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, a lot of them you suggested. So I right, like right. all of them, actually. Yeah. Especially My Morning Jacket and Wilco. Um, and uh, Band of Horses a little bit. Right, right. Uh, which isn't country, but like, anyway, you know, yeah. um, they're really good. So uh, that's about it, really. Uh, a lot, aside from that, just a lot of new order. Right. Yeah, just preparing for the podcast, right? Yeah, and just enjoying it as well. Yeah. Um, in saying that, let's uh, let's jump into the uh, first. Uh, album. Yeah, I just uh, I did want to add um, one thing that uh, I know it's not what you're listening to, but you have been watching a lot of um, uh, what's um, anime, and this particular anime is called Cowboy Bebop. If you want to share a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, so Cowboy Bebop um, is something I will people like a guy a guy I used to work with many years ago used to mention all the time, you know, and he was like, man, he really inspired Firefly, which is one of my favorite sci-fi mm -hmm. uh, shows, which is a space western, um, and the film is called Serenity. But I was like, okay, I'll check it out, but I never did. So recently, quite recently, I just uh, bought the, you know, just bought the season. Um, and I've just been going through it, and it's uh, it's really cool. It's a really cool space western anime, um, ahead of its time, mm -hmm. and uh, I just love that space western genre. So I'm really enjoying Cowboy Bebop, especially after finishing all the Studio Ghibli <laughs> right. films. Uh, it's a good uh, alternative. Yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the I really you know I've watched it before, and I'm still I'm like only on a couple of episodes. But yeah. um, I really enjoyed uh, the music. The music is amazing. I think especially the opening track, but just in general. It's, um, yeah, it's very good. It's very good. So much so that we were having some training at work, and um, in the breaks, the guy would be playing the opening theme to Cowboy Bebop. So. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I was like, wow. Yeah. So it's uh, it's kind of like well-known. Yeah. Oh, very People nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like as you were saying, you want to jump into it? Yeah, absolutely. So the first one was uh, Republic, 1993. Mm -hmm. uh, I quite like this album. Uh, I think Regret was pretty cool. Um, it felt like almost like The Cure meets Pop, right? Yeah. Like that kind, kind of thing. <laughs> uh, and then every everyone everywhere was like a really poignant, mm -hmm. uh, kind of sad song, but it was kind of melodic as well. It was pretty right. cool. and. And uh, same for Ruined in the Day, which was sad. <laughs> That's the only way word I could yeah. think about uh, to describe it. But those were like my three. I enjoyed the album overall. Um, it's not my favorite of their second part of their career, mm -hmm. which is we're covering from the 90s to present. Yeah. But I thought it was a good start of the 90s. But it was also very 90s, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I, it does make sense. And I, and, I, and, and 
these are a couple of things that I do want to add to it. Like if we can paint a historical picture about it is number one, this is their only albums from the nineties. Right. <clears throat> right. And um, as you and I both know, this was like a transitional period in music as well, you know, and because we only see our perspective, right. Uh, and because we lived through it and it was such a formative, formative age for both of us. Um, so like the decade started with hair metal and pop music and ended with rap and new metal and pop and pretty much a really good vibrant underground scene. Right. And for, at least for me, like if you were to strictly speak in like a terms of zeitgeist, um, new order didn't kind of fit into this decade. Right. Like it wasn't like you and I were both listening to Nirvana, GNR, Pearl Jam, right, right. even Metallica, yeah, yeah. and then rap music. We were listening to Snoop Dogg and Tupac yeah, and Biggie. So right. for both yes. of us, this was like this wasn't even on our radar, right? No, no, not at all. Yeah, not at all. and you were and you had moved to England. You were already going into the Oasis background too, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so it so, sounds yeah, and you're right. It does sound '90s, but at the same time, like a different kind of sound from the 90s not what was the um what was popular in the 90s at the time i suppose yeah and um I, I, and and it's so weird because and i sent a video to you and it was like the band members playing with baywatch right like a not baywatch but like it was like a cast of the baywatch and you know new orders playing regret <laughs> yeah, uh, that just sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah, it just sums it. It's such a weird time. I think they just didn't kind of fit into that kind of thing, right? So, yeah, they were out of place. Yeah, in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, I did, uh, and like you, I did enjoy Regret, um, and I love Liar as well, and Special, and as you had mentioned oh, yeah. before, like these are like sad songs, right? With like really beautiful yeah. music. It sounds like upbeat music, but the lyrics are incredibly dark and sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all of the Smiths, yeah, or the Cure, exactly. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think it, there was. It wasn't. I wouldn't call it their best album, but I wouldn't call it one of the worst things ever. It's just I think they were just in such a transitional period. Like it's you know coming off from the high of the eighties to like you know the nineties, where this kind of I don't think this music was it fit in very well. No, it was out of place. Yeah, I mean that's 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 what the crux of uh, the review of this mm-hmm. this album is just out of place. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you know what? Uh, be, and before we do move on to the next album, I would like to add that um, this was also a time where the lead singer Bernard was making music with Johnny Marr uh, in a band called Electronic. And, um, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have yet to check that out. Yeah. So. so fans of our podcast, since we both, you know, enjoy the Smiths and I like new order, I would highly suggest that the, you know, and even you got a chance to listen to new order and you enjoyed it as well. So I'd highly suggest fans check out electronic. Um, it's a great song. It's a great, um, great band, fantastic music. Yeah. Um, with addition to that, Stephen Morrison, Gillian Gilbert, who were, you know, the drummer and I guess she was the background. Yeah. Yeah. They also formed a band called the other two. And Ah. yeah. So just to take a little bit out of uh, a British saying, uh, you know, naming your band, the other two is rather cheeky in it. 
that's yeah that is very cheeky yeah, yeah. so great listen definitely a great listen that's funny i enjoyed listening to the other two mostly i think it's uh, uh gillian gilbert who's doing most of the vocals but yeah if you get if uh, i suggest our, oh. few, our our listeners if you get a chance check out both electronic and the other two as well that's a good recommendation i, I should uh, check those two mm-hmm. um so right Awesome. All right, let's move on to Get Ready 2001. Yeah. Um, completely different, completely different. Uh, why don't you go first? Uh, what, what do you think of this one? So my idea was like, I always try to tie in like our albums to like uh, what was going on in contemporary culture. And this, I call this the sea change decade, right? Um, Daft Punk towards the latter part of the 98 had released an album and to a lesser degree, you too as well, we're bringing electronic and dance music into the mainstream. And this is a time when New Order came into my periphery, right? Like, I was like, oh, okay, this is, sounds pretty cool. This is a good band. Um, this this particular release was, you know, well-received by fans. And um, myself, I, I liked it. I was like, oh, this is not a bad album. It's pretty mm. good. Mm. Um, yeah. my, the first three tracks for me are absolute bangers. Um uh, did you ever get a chance to see the first song Crystal's video? Uh, no, but I did see him do it with uh, Brandon Flowers. Yes. Like, uh, so, so I did see that. Okay. So yeah, that was pretty cool. So yeah. if you watch the video, it's um 2001 video. And in the video, there's like a fictitious band that's playing that are supposed to kind of be New Order, right? Uh, right. And okay, then okay. on the yeah. the band's name, if you look at the drum set, is called the Killers. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. that's what. All so right. Brandon uh, Flowers, a young Brandon Flowers, when he saw that, he took that name. Oh, right. Yeah. So he that's that's like how influential they had become to that. You know, when I say sea change, to that crop yeah. of bands that were coming up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Again, That's very yeah. interesting. so for me, 60 Miles Per Hour is another great classic New Order song. Yeah. Um, anyone can hear it, and right away you know, oh, that's New Order, right? Right, right. right. Um, I don't know if you noticed this, but Turn My Way has a guest singer, and that's Billy Corgan. Oh, yeah, that was actually one of the songs I put down. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a gorgeous song. It's about, you know, middle age and being content with it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to say that this is like probably my second favorite album um, of their releases. The lyrics are just absolutely gorgeous. Um, I think that, you know, that break they had in between from Regret to this album, like it was really good. Like all the other band members got to, you know, try out different music, try out different things. And, um, you know, they, they were like, hey, you know what? It's nice to revisit all this stuff again. No, I definitely agree. Yeah, I so mean, a, I really enjoy this album. Yeah. yeah. And I think uh, uh, the fact that they decided to go for a more electronic, uh, like a little more electronic sound is, uh, it's probably to their benefit. Yeah, I agree. I think they really fit in, this album fit in really well with like the Killers and uh, Block Party mm-hmm. and all that kind of new, the newer bands who were probably inspired by New Order. Not probably, definitely were inspired yeah. by New Order. Um, and then we, you know, in the later albums, you see some of those people actually singing with New Order. But 
I really enjoyed Crystal uh, Turn My Way, like I said, uh, Rock the Shack, which was like a very, yeah. it's almost like a guitar based rock song. Yeah. It's a little different. D- that, and uh, Run. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, lastly, I had Run Wild, which was more of the acoustic song. But uh, yeah, Rock the Shack, what are your thoughts? I was just going to say that sometimes New Order surprises you with, like, hey, you know, we can play straight rock songs. Yeah, I think that's what that song was. I was yeah. It was like, hey, you know, we can do this too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So it's very, yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. Great song. Great, great. Um, yeah. Very talented band. Yeah, very, very talented, talented band. Dev. I do enjoy that they can they have the ability to do something fun like that. Um, it's mo- uh, so um, moving on, uh, we get into Absolutely. Waiting for the Siren's Call. Absolutely. 2005. Yeah. Um, yeah. What were your thoughts? Um. I think the timing was great for this for the band at this time. I think this was the time when they were 2005 like they had uh, it's like a second revival, right? Like where bands are like, "Hey, uh, you know, we're bands that were really good have a resurgence in their career." Mm. And um uh like uh, as you mentioned before just right now, you know, like all these bands that were influenced by them, they started to uh, uh, really pay attention. It was giving like this is right after twenty four hour party people came out, and um, yeah. you know uh, like the bands that you had mentioned before. They were also mentioning, oh, you know, New Order. We really love New Order. New Order influenced us. So right, 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 right. Yeah. So considering that, I would say that this is uh, uh, this was like a great time for them. I definitely agree. This is like them in their full uh, second career, almost in full swing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I, I quite like this album, like even better than Get Ready. Right. Like, I really liked Who's Joe, you know, Waiting for the Siren's Call, uh, Crafty and Dr- Dracula Castle, yeah. which is, you know, interesting. <laughs> but uh, overall, a really, really nice album, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like just good listening. I, You know, one of the songs that I liked was Guilt is a Useless uh, Feeling. And, uh, <laughs> I like the lyrics plus yeah. the song. So I mean, the song title. I like the song title and the the music itself. I thought both were fantastic. Yeah, they're very good uh, songwriters. Yeah, very interesting songwriters. Very different. Yeah, it's uh, you know uh, going back like it's easy to dismiss this kind of music and say, oh, it's just poppy kind of thing, and then come back to it and you feel like. Oh, you know, it's not just poppy. It's a very, um, there's definitely some thought process put into this kind of band. No, I agree. I agree. This, uh, oh, that's, that's what makes a great band. I think, you know, talent, Mm -hmm. songwriting, uh, concept, you know, all that stuff. And also like, not to like pander to the era they're in, but kind of fitting in with where music is at that point and staying relevant Mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, uh, is something that they managed to do. Yeah. Being an 80s band, you know, being relevant in 2000, in the 2000s and even like the later 2000s is pretty remarkable. Yeah, really. it, is, it is. It is. It's, um, and you know, the th- and yeah. as you had mentioned, not, like a lot of their songs didn't become the number one song in England. They didn't become the number one song in the United States. It was like, you know, number 15 or number three at the at the highest level and uh album releases were you know um yeah 
not in the highest level, but at the same time, they were slowly building a fan base, right? They were, uh, yes. And this is like, I think there's two really two, um, main, um, groups of new order fans. There's that group of people that were like the early, you know, when the band initially came out and then there's the latter group that was my age and your age that was like, Mm. um, that came up because of, you know, whatever for nostalgia purposes or whether you just wanted to listen to something new or the bands that you enjoyed that got influenced by them. So in, in that sense, um, I do see a division in the fan base, but that's pretty good. Like, you know, the ability to create those fans. Um, the only other band that I can, there's actually, there's quite a lot of bands that are like that. I think Metallica's had that. Beatles have forever mm. been like that, right? Like yeah. each successive yeah. generation enjoys their music, even the Stones. But So they've, they've transcended to that kind of, um, you know, uh, to that kind of band status. Yeah, and I think it's even more remarkable that they're not of the traditional rock band like Beatles, Stones, Guns N' Roses, and yet still manage to stay relevant and make good music uh, that resonates, you know. Yeah. Um, I think you said it in the last podcast that you have to kind of recognize these kind of bands in, you know, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or just historically, you know, uh, it's not all about Led Zeppelin and Beatles and the usual kind of bands. Like, we have a need to recognize some other brands now too yeah you know, more electronic more dance whatever but uh they've also been a great influence on uh, many many bands yeah who are big now that's absolutely true um i also you know the other thing is and maybe you can probably shed some light on your own perspective that I would, yeah. I, uh, it's like the previous decade in the o's i always call it the uh the decade of uh, revenge of the critics and uh, record snobs. <laughs> you know, it's it was so interesting. I can't remember who it was, but it was a very, um, I think it was Tom Petty, or maybe it was uh, David Bowie, but somebody that was, you know, famous. And I think they had their picture taken with members of Motley Crue or something like that. And I thought, you know, in the O's, these guys would never take a picture with Motley Crue. You know, they've become so self-important yeah. and, and, yeah. and, um, pretentious. Uh, yeah, a little bit of that too, a little bit of pretentious that they would only be shown with people that are of their stature. So I, and, and the reason yeah. I, again, I call it that is because this is also a decade where both you and I, as music fans, we were both reading books by musicians as well, right? Yes. So I had read a couple of books like uh, the This Is Your Band on the Road, which was the history of Indian punk rock in the United States in the in the 80s. A um, couple of books by um, the uh, grunge era. So we were discovering history of music in another sense. So we were going back and saying, okay, you're right. Maybe the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, the Led Zeppelins. These are great bands. Fantastic. What about all this other stuff that came in between? Right. Exactly. And that's, yeah. And that's where I think that's what I call it. The, the revenge of the critic, because, you know, all of a sudden I remember in the O's, a band like Husker Du was 
important, quote unquote. Right. And, um, you know, and if you talk to anybody that grew up in that era, even in the United States, there's only a handful of fans of Husker do now, given, you know, just the people that really love music and go back and, you know, catalog it, go read about it, listen to it. You're like, I think they have more fans now than they did before. Probably, yeah. probably, yeah. That's so, true. yeah, that's true. I think, and, and and maybe you can add to it as well that, you know, when, when we call it um, the, the decade, the revenge of the critic and the rock snobs, there's an element of fun of rock and roll that goes away, right? Where bands start to think that they're so much more important than they really are. They take the craft yeah. more seriously as opposed to, you know, just have some fun. You don't have to be hair metal, but you can have fun. Right. Yeah, I think uh, the pretentious rock star is always something that's turned me off mm-hmm. anyway. So, um, and critics, I, I don't think to this day I've read a critic review of an album right. ever. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think so. And, so yeah, go ahead. I just, I just never really paid attention to that what was going on from that point of view. Um, I did notice some things like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame not including certain bands, and I used to get angry about that. But, uh, you know, that's probably where some of this stuff was uh, got to me a little bit, like what you were saying. Like, oh, no, you know, we can't have Iron Maiden in there. You can't have this and that. Um, I don't even know if Deep Purple's in there, or it might be now, but they they weren't back then. So... You know, it's like, well, who are you? Wait a minute, who are you to say who's yeah. good, who's not? And it's the, yeah, people. it's the people. It's the people that decide. It's the people. You know, and I think, yeah, yeah, that's some douchebag in the in an office, right. you know. And I think that's where I think that 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 especially in this decade, that that was a missing element. You know, you can have fun. You know, Van Halen had fun. Right. They just yeah. had fun. They made fun music, and they had fun. It, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't so. It wasn't like, I guess, like more egregious, like a band like Poison, but they were still about caring about their craft. And yeah, I, I yeah. like Van Halen. So I, yeah, like the, I mean, I know what you mean because I had a conversation with a relative of mine, a second cousin, who's mm-hmm. a great guitarist and a musician, and we we're talking about music, you know. And uh, I was like, "What do you think of Van Halen?" He just goes, "Glam rock, glam rock, really." Have you heard them? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's making that judgment, you know, just because you play Hendrix and uh, Paradise City and whatever, you yeah. know, you're kind of discounting one of, well, first, one of the greatest guitars of all time, Eddie mm-hmm. Van Halen, <laughs> you know, eruption let's change the world. If anyone yeah. you know, who plays knows. And just overall, like even both singers, like David Lee Roth is good. And then, um, Sammy Hagar was uh, a bit more poppy, yeah. but uh, that stuff was good too, man. So yeah, so yeah, yeah, I agree with you, man. It's like, what the hell, man? Do you expect everyone to, uh, you know, have a frown and uh, bad attitude yeah. all the time? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, you know, it's and as opposed to like rap stars and country music stars, they really just have fun. Yeah, they don't care about, you know. Maybe to a certain, you know, it does become like detrimental in a certain way that they don't care about their predecessors or maybe like 
um, something that may have sounded important 20 years ago that doesn't sound important now because you know you're just a young kid yeah but I you know like I said I think it's 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 a missing element and um, definitely new order is not the bastion of having fun I think it's a band that definitely takes itself very seriously um, yeah. and not not to the point where they're they they think of themselves so importantly that um, it they oversee whatever is going on around them. But yeah, I do I do like that in that decade. I would say that that decade in the O's when we were all rediscovering a lot of this good music and so on and so forth. Um, that um, new order started to really take off, and I think that decade in itself was probably the last decade of uh, where rock music was associated with youth culture. And after that it was over. And I think probably one of the biggest reasons is really because rock has taken itself that seriously. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's also when it was revived by the strokes mm -hmm. and co and co, uh, which played into all of this yeah. as well. So yeah, no, I definitely agree with everything you just said. And, uh, yeah, so yeah, no, yeah, not to, uh, yeah. Uh, not to bring it too much down. <laughs> um, yeah. So moving on, um, did, uh, waiting for the sirens yeah. called. We were still there, right? Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I think we've discussed it. Like I've uh, like once again, who's Joe? Waiting for sirens call. Crafty and Dracula Castle were my favorite songs. Yeah. Um, I um, the thing about me was I never like initially when this album came out, I didn't listen to it as much. It was by 2008. I started listening to it more. So um, I think it, uh, it's one of those slow burn kind of songs, right? Yeah. That make this album yeah, so great. I, um, again, um, uh, it's, I think at that time there was, it wasn't that I didn't like New Order, but it was a lot of uh, flash in the pan kind of bands that I was listening to. That were like, oh, this is so yeah. great! This is so great! Yeah, I'll listen to newer later, later. Yeah, yeah. And then, so many in the two yeah, thousand, so, so many. many of those. And then finally, when I revisited that album, I was like, oh, this is a brilliant album in two thousand eight. It was three years after its release, so uh, yeah, uh, much like their career, it's a very slow burn kind of deal. It is. It is absolutely. Uh, I still enjoyed yeah. it, but uh, all right. Uh, right. The uh, next oh, one. And before I Music do go complete. on, before we do go on to the next album, I just want yeah. to add. So between Waiting for Sirens and Lost Sirens, uh, Bernard was in another band called Bad Lieutenant. Um, okay, I do yeah. not know about this, so please share. Uh, share. A, a, a little <laughs> bit less electronica sound. Um, I did right. like uh, a lot of their music, and uh, again, I think it's definitely worth a listen. If you get a chance, check it out. It's and fans as well on the podcast. Please do check it out. Great album. Um, it's a little bit slower pace, less electronica sound. Really mm -hmm. good stuff. Bad Lieutenant. Bad Lieutenant. Right. By uh, is it just uh, by Bernard him? Bernard Sunner and I forget the name of the bassist. That's uh, or is it the yeah? It's the bass player who's now replaced Peter Hook. Okay, cool. That's another one uh, for some extra yeah. listening. That's uh, definitely one I will check out. Yeah. So, um, and now, as you were saying, Lost Sirens. Um, Lost Sirens? I have got music complete. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I thought Lost Sirens. 
was a B-side. Yeah, it was a B-side. So um, not Syrians was all like all the uh, leftover songs from the previous uh, previous albums that didn't come in. And uh, it's probably the last album with Peter Hook. And he left the band in 2007. And the album came out in 2013. So there's like a lot of legal proceedings going on in between and all this oh, kind okay. of junk. But once that got resolved, they released the album. Um, there's a couple of standout tracks for me. Stay With You, Sugar Cane, and I've Got a Feeling. Um, I would say that overall this album does feel like an outtakes and EP EP kind of deal. So I think maybe somewhere it's listed as an EP, but yeah, I think I missed right, it because of that right. on Spotify. But uh, but you've provided some yeah. information, context. Overall, did you enjoy it, or was it just kind of like a pillow or beast? Um, I enjoyed. You know territory. what? I did enjoy it. Um, yeah. It was a great. It's a good album to listen to. Um, I again, this is an album that would play like in the background all the time for me, right? So in 2013, now I'm, you know, like I'm in the height of New Order, like every day kind of listening. So, yeah, there's like a good period in my life where I was always listening to New Order. So, um, yeah, this is uh, uh, if you if, like now you've invested so heavily into New Order. So I probably suggest you do too. <laughs> as well. Do check it out. I will. I will definitely. It's on my list. Yeah. Awesome. Uh so I guess uh, now we can jump into yeah, music complete, music complete right? which was the next full album, which was actually a little bit of a gap here, 2015. Yeah. Um, another gap. Uh, I wonder, do you know why that was, or is it just one of those things they were doing other things and didn't get? Yeah, around I think to? they were just getting around to and just doing other things. Um, I think yeah. you know it, and as you've probably noticed this yourself, is like the latter albums. There's a lot more gap in between, right? And yeah, yeah. Um, I think a couple of those things have to do with like Bernard Summer doesn't like going touring. I read that, that he was uh, not happy, especially going mm-hmm. to the States, going from, uh, you know, in the bus or the yeah. planes from state to state. He was a fan of that yeah. touring thing. He's not a fan of that touring thing. So I think, you know, and, and as they're fan, you know, because they're, they're, a, they're not, they're not huge like Metallica. They're not huge like Maiden. Um, but right. they are still, they still can do sellout arenas in certain markets. Like they can do a sellout right. arena right. in Absolutely. Toronto. They can do a sellout arena in Tokyo, in New York, and, you know, Milan mm. or even Singapore. So, Probably yeah, Europe, and London. South America too. They do sellout tours in South America. Sure. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Cool. given that fact, like yeah. now their touring is a lot more crazier, right? Like it's a lot more. And yeah. I think yeah. uh, if you're a person that's averse to traveling and touring, it takes a little bit of time to come back from tour, get your mind together, start writing again, start producing again, start working with your bandmates again. That is, uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, at least they're yeah. making music. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I quite, I kind of like this album too. I mean, not as much as uh, Waiting mm-hmm. for the Sirens Call, but I like uh, Singularity, which uh, they actually worked with the yeah. Chemical Brothers, and uh, Plastic, which was kind of dancey, you know, kind of fun. Um, Superheated with Brandon Flowers from the Killers, yeah. so it was really good. Uh, and then Unlearn This Hatred again with the Chemical Brothers. So this is like, you know, um, 
this is almost like people paying respect to them kind of album yeah. where all these bands that are inspired by them are jumping on and you know making songs with them and this is kind of like i don't it's not the culmination mm -hmm. of all their work but it's kind of like let's let's play respect yeah. to ourselves and let let other the younger generation pay us respect yeah. you know so uh this is what this is where our um what's the word i'm looking for uh can't think of <laughs> uh, uh like um i guess the yeah. legacy legacy legacy, yeah. legacy. that's so, yeah. legacy yeah, this is this is the yeah, legacy album. It's a, you're right. You're absolutely right. Again, you. Uh, it's such so so interesting that you do call it a legacy album. And going back to that is, um, it's it's so it's so strange that a band that came from the ashes of Joy Division that you didn't think was going to succeed at all, but then they still managed to be successful. No. And it's uh, yeah. such a slow burn career. And then they managed to influence a whole slew of bands, a whole slew of a decade and say, Hey, okay, try this, yeah. you know? And, um, uh, I gotta, you know, again, I have to hats off to you Brits again for, uh, you know, you know, with the, it's a tradition you guys have, you know, it's like, uh, uh you started off with, uh, Beatles and, um, and the Rolling Stones. Yeah. And then you went down and you guys said, okay, let's reinvent metal or create metal with Iron Maiden. Great metal, and, yeah. Black, uh, Black, Black Sabbath. Sabbath. Black Sabbath. And, 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 yeah. Deep Purple. Oh, oh, yeah. A lot. And even what's the other one that you. Zeppelin. Uh, yeah, Zeppelin. But um, the, uh, the other one that you. Rob Halford's band. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Judas Priest. So if you look at that and then now with New Order, you see this lineage of, you know, how the Brits have been really forefront in inspiring artists, you know, and it goes back and forth, right? It goes back and forth. Like, um, you know, because of those, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, because of the, you know, uh, the beach boys made pet sounds and then the Beatles started to create four fantastic new albums. And then, uh, you know, when Metallica came out, they just basically took everything from you, you know, um, these uh, British heavy metal bands and combined it with elements of punk rock and then right and right. new order just really, they were like, Oh, what's this interesting new sound coming out of New York house. Let's just combine it together with, yeah. you know, the tradition of Manchester rock or, or UK. Yeah. Rock, UK rock. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then just yeah. combine it together and see what happens, what we come up with. So yeah, there's uh, it's, um, it's the I think it's uh, appreciation for fantastic music that all these bands have, and that influenced them and have had the ability to create good music. No, I agree. I definitely agree. Um, and that's that's always the best thing where you take something but mm -hmm. then you make it your own. I think that's what connects yeah. with the audience is you know yeah. doing your own thing and not being a puppet puppet. Yeah. <laughs> Or a copycat, you know, like so many bands are actually, and they don't last, they, they right? Don't last. They don't last. It's, you know, it's an element that, uh, not an element, but I think it's a, it's the ability to take risks, right? Yeah. And yeah, I agree. not to trash ACDC, right? But, you know, they, they admit it themselves, like, hey, this is all we know. So this is all we're going to do and make the same album over and yeah. over again. And it's... Right. Okay, and I and you know what I give it to ACDC. Look, if that's all you know, that's all you know. Hats off to you for having a career. Yeah. But to take risks is 
is it's hard because you can alienate a fan base or you can go do something that you're not familiar with. Yeah. Kind of may, it reminds me of like when all these hair metal bands came out with like grunge albums, grunge sounding albums, like <laughs> Motley Crue had one, Def Leppard had one. You know what? You know what? You were speaking yeah. about risks. I think we need one, one time we need to do something on Chinese democracy. You, that... Yeah. Go on, go on. I was listening to it recently, right? It's such a strange album, just the way that the whole history of it, how good it is, but no one realizes. Like, there's so many, there's so much yeah. to talk about that one day. I think we should just do that album on its yeah. own. Yeah, um, you, I agree with you. Uh, you know, that's so funny that you mentioned that because I was thinking the same thing last, I think maybe two weeks ago. That. Yeah, it's oh, wow. so weird that <laughs> you mentioned crazy. that because I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, that's such a strange album, but it's a really good album. It's a really right. good album. Yeah. Really good album, you know. But it's kind of like lost in yeah. time almost. Yeah. You know, I think, and you I know? think you pointed out to this is like, I think a, a lot of times you have a fan base that's so, you know, they're, they're so used to illusions one and two and so used to appetite that they want that. And then when they listen to this, they're like, what the hell is this? And I think if you were during that time after in between, you know, I want to say like um, Illusions 2 all the way to Chinese democracy and you were listening to different types of music, I think for that person um, going and listening to Chinese democracy is like, oh, this is a great album. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So, uh yeah, okay. Yeah, that's I think that, that would be something good <laughs> to revisit because we'd cover it. We'd cover it, JNR. And I think, to, I think uh, you know, we yeah. can do it more on that. I wouldn't mind at all. You know, I wouldn't mind doing one on Illusions 1 and 2 either because I, I you know, those are, yeah. Those, <laughs> Absolutely. Again, we, yeah. those are albums we grew up with. So we enjoy those albums. We to this day, both you and I can. Yeah, that, that, that. Right. Um, Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Right, I think there was one thing left to do is talk about twenty-four hour right. party people. Yeah, uh, which yeah, which was a, a movie about yep. Tony Wilson, um, who more or less journalist, right, or presenter that uh, had his hand in the Manchester scene, creating Factory Records and um, the Hacienda Club mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Um, I skimmed through the movie, so like I have a basic idea you know, of the Manchester scene, New Order, um, Factory Records. But, uh, yeah, just give a little synopsis for the, yeah, for so, the listeners of uh, what the movie is and why they yeah. should probably watch it. So this movie was very influential for me. So I watched it in 2002, a little after it came out. Um, uh, a friend of mine uh, from England, her name is Charlotte. Shout out to Charlotte. She suggested it to me. So uh, it's it stars a famous, uh, famous British comedian. Um, by the name of uh, his name escapes me, Steve, Steve Coogan. Coogan, and um, he starts with uh, he stars as Tony Wilson. Is this guy who's in Manchester? He's a TV presenter. He gives like um, uh, a place for a lot of these punk, post punk bands to come on his television show. He starts a club, and he kind of goes through like the the, the early part of. Uh, the 80s all the way up to the late 80s with a slew of bands that he influenced and influenced, uh, you know, that started the Manchester scene. 
So fans uh, of the podcast, if you guys uh, enjoyed listening to us and you want further listening and further viewing, I highly suggest watching this movie. And it's really good. It's fun entertainment. All right. Uh, yeah, so I really need to watch that. Um, I love Steve Kogan, so I'm really – sounds uh, yeah. like a good movie to watch. So, again, if you guys uh, enjoyed it, uh, check it out. Um, uh, so, and, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us as well. So before we do uh, get off, um, I like to uh, add that uh, the the Fillmore Brothers were at it again. Great podcast on the Sega. Sega. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, one of your suggestions. So yeah, uh, thank you for, for the shout out as well. Yeah. yeah so if fans you. like it, and you know, uh, fans do enjoy vintage gaming and gaming for that purpose, and cult pop culture stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out our ideas. Um, as always, we're on uh, all the streaming platforms, so give us a listen. So uh, I think we'll close there. He's K9. I am the Rocket, and Thank we you. are out. <laughs>